0: Hi, this is Andrew Phillips. Thank you for downloading the Graymere Church of Christ sermon podcast. If you have any questions or if you'd like to contact us, check out our website at graymere.com. We'd also love for you to visit with us in a worship service. You're always welcome at Graymere Church of Christ.
1: This morning's uh, scripture reading comes from the book of Luke, chapter 8, verses 26 through 32. Again, that's uh, Luke, chapter 8, verses 26 through 32. And it reads, Then they sailed to the country of the Gadarenes, which is opposite Galilee. And when he stepped out on the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. And he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you. Do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles. And he broke the bonds and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. Jesus asked him, saying, What is your name? And he said, Legion, because many demons had entered him. And they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. Now a herd of many swine was feeding there on the mountain, so they begged him that he would permit them to enter them, and he permitted them. Then the demons went out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the lake and drowned.
0: Morning, church. Great to be back with you again. It has been... Little bit a little over a year, I guess, uh, since I last had an opportunity to come and worship with you guys, give you an update, and uh, to, to see your faces so it 's so good to uh, be back in your presence and again, thank you for this congregation. You continue to support us in so many ways, not just uh, financially but prayerfully and with your own um, as they would say boots on the ground. You guys are coming to Arizona, and uh, it is always a blessing to to have you with us and I just want to to say thank you, we are grateful for all that uh, that you guys do here and, and keep you in our prayers as well as you continue to labor in the kingdom here and uh, trying to reach uh, lost souls. What I wanted to do is uh, give you a couple of updates um, on the family since they were not able to be with us. Uh, Divine is just like most of you moms and uh, just keeping up, you know, just trying to keep up with all the kids and uh, doing a great job. It's such a blessing to me. Uh, um, Aaliyah is in her sophomore year at the University of Texas, El Paso. She decided not to play volleyball this year and just focus on her academics. And uh, so she's working uh, at a restaurant and then uh, doing her schooling there. Uh, Alyssa decided to uh, graduate high school early and uh, decided to go to Freed Hardeman a couple weeks ago. So Lord willing, I'll see her this afternoon and uh, the next couple of days as we go over for the lectureship. But uh, she's uh, uh, finishing up, and then in the fall she'll be playing for Fried Hardeman. So if you guys ever like to watch some of the volleyball games, uh, she'll be she'll be a part of uh, part of them as well. Elena's a sophomore in high school and is uh, wanting to get recruited. She wants to uh, play college somewhere as well, and uh, doing a good job. So so uh, we just keep her in prayer and ask that God will continue to uh, direct her paths. And whatever the case, we want them all to be faithful to the lord. Uh Josiah is in 8th grade and he does basketball, volleyball, airsoft. You know if anybody of you love to uh, go around and shoot plastic BBs at each other. Um that's uh he he also enjoys uh uh video games. I think uh, most most uh enjoy that, but but the family is good. You know, we we praise God they uh continue to uh be healthy and strong and and uh we we, we cannot complain really for all that God has done. I just want to say uh, this congregation has been with us for nearly 20 years. I-, I want to say somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 years. We've been at Salt River 10 years now, but uh, we were in Cayenta for nine years before that. And you guys had a, a major role. And-, and many of you guys have come out either to Cayenta or to Phoenix over the years. And-, and we just are so blessed to be partnered with you guys. And one of the things as you look back, you can say... Following Jesus is not always what you think it should be or what you want it to be. Sometimes the way that I I, I think that it should go, it doesn't always work out that way. And I don't know about you guys, but sometimes we have this envisioning. And and when you work with a lot of new Christians and people who have not become Christians, they're saying, well, if I become a Christian, this is what my life will be like. And sometimes it is not like that. It doesn't always go the way that you, you think it's, it's going to go. And, and that has happened to me. It's happened to others. But I really wanted to share that with Luke chapter 8. Is We're going to come back to Luke chapter 8 here in, in just a moment and, uh, and see that when you want to follow Jesus, it's not always going to work out the way that we want. But we can trust him that it is always going to be good. We can always trust him for that. Let me just take a few moments just to give a quick uh, review of how we got started, because I know that some of you ha- have not heard the story, and uh, if you have, then uh, please be patient as I just give a, a quick review and uh, a little um, update on uh, the last year or so of what's been going on at Salt River. We have 22 reservations in Arizona, 22 Native American reservations, and uh, there's, there's over uh, 300 around the country, and to the best of my knowledge, there's only four uh, reservations that have the Lord's work that is that the church is there. So there's a lot of areas that that we're not reaching. Even in Arizona, uh, we only have two of the reservations that I know of that uh, that, that we're located at, and uh, Salt River, where we're currently at, is down here next to Phoenix. And uh, you can see it a little bit easier that uh, this is Phoenix, Scottsdale, this way, and Mesa goes this way. And then you've got this little reservation sort of tucked right there in, um, in the metropolitan area. So we're right uh, close to, uh, to this little reservation right there. Um, and so we decided to uh, get started there in our home. And uh, over the last 10 years, it has just grown. And uh, we thank God for that. Uh, this last year, you guys already saw the update, so I'm not gonna spend a ton of time, but, uh, but you guys came out. Uh, it, was, it was a great uh, group uh, from here that uh, got to come out and help uh, Anissa, Tony, that uh, is and and Jonathan I'm happy to say that she is is worshiping with us again and so this has been one of those ways that we reach out to say a single mom who has uh, eight kids and uh, you know that, that her house is falling apart in many ways and again being a single mom you're just trying to keep up and and I asked her and I said I don't want you to be offended but you know we're gonna have all these guys out cleaning up weeds and and outside and doing some projects would we be able to also help you with any cleaning around the house and uh, and just get in there and, and clean up and, and uh, do some stuff? And you can see that the ladies got in there and and thankfully she, she didn't feel bad about it. But, man, that was just a, a huge blessing for her. And you can see just getting out and doing weeds. And we had so much rain last year that the weeds were just amazing. And uh, kind of a before and after, you can see that the weeds were everywhere. And then what? It was like six feet Six feet tall uh, over Jonathan's head. And, uh, but I, I love these groups because we have everybody from kids all the way up to grandparents and everything in between. Everybody's pitching in. Everybody's doing something. And, and it builds relationships with each other. You're doing stuff together and serving. And I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but people talk. People talk and they see that you're, you're, you're doing these things. And they'll ask, why are those things happening but we did get to go out to the park this this uh uh park is just down the street from our building and uh we walked around and set up um, uh we grilled we had hot dogs hamburgers handed that out handed out flyers and and I know some of the kids got tired of it because they said hey everybody we go up to they said they already got a flyer so I'm like all right as long as uh, we just don't want to miss anybody but it was it was good we got a chance to to meet some people and and just get out there and again you're you're doing something. And, and sometimes I feel like it's, so, it, it, it's like two fish and five loaves of bread. It's like nothing. But amazing how God can, can, can do some things with that. And uh, we're grateful for, for you guys and your efforts to come out. For the first time, uh, our family and, and as Salt River, the church, we decided to help out at the, uh, at the church camp that we have up in the mountains, about uh, two hours from Phoenix. And uh, so here's some of our kids, and, and I helped co-direct that, and it was good because we had um, 14 from our congregation, either campers or workers, and people like Wacey is who I was really encouraged with, Wacey and Pam and a couple of others, that they're fairly new Christians, and, and uh, we said, hey, would you be willing to be a counselor? And they're like, I don't know what that means, but I'm willing to do it, you know, and so they were willing to go up there and Wacey, I had him help teach a class with me because he, uh, he has a degree in um, uh, biomedical engineering. And so it was pretty neat where, where I had him put together, he also knows how to do the 3D graphics, you know how you can put together some sort of uh, videos. And I asked him, I said, would you put together how the blood goes through our body and cleans our body? would you just like kind of show that visually for our high school kids that were at camp and and that's what he did he he showed it in in this 3D model and it and it was on the video screen and he explained all the how it takes out the the germs and and brings in nutrients and cleanses our blood and and then I came in and we team we did a team teaching and taught about how the blood of Jesus cleanses us. And, and so it was just really neat to see him grow and to step up in, in those, those types of areas. And to uh, take on some of the role plays and work with the kids. Just a blessing. And, and for us, we had Dave and Kelly work in the kitchen. My wife worked in the kitchen. My daughters were counselors. My kids were, were all working together. And uh, just, just made a big difference as we're trying to help the kingdom there in the Phoenix metro area. These are some of the other kids that, that uh, were able to go to camp. There's the high school week, middle school week, elementary, and these are some of the other kids that, uh, that were able to go. In fact, the tall, the tall girl, Brielle, it was her house that, that you guys had helped bless. It was her house that, uh, that you were there at, so... Um, We also go to res camp every year, and this is up in the mountains of the Navajo Reservation, so it's about a six or seven hour drive to get up to the mountains, and and this is out in the middle of nowhere, cell phones don't work, no running water, no electricity, so no showers for about three or four days, you know, and uh, we were back to pre- COVID numbers. We had 135 people. It was great to have this and it was good to have the so many from the Navajo reservation back again. But it, it really is like a family reunion because you've got babies all the way up to grandparents and great-grandparents. Alice is almost 90 years old and she still comes. And she is, she is a trooper and uh, that's her there on the right. But uh, it's just... It's great to to see people come together. I'm always thankful because you've got people like our Linda who worships with us in Salt River, and we were able to take uh, 26 from our congregation. So between Res Camp and the high school week, we had the majority of our congregation at one of the camps. and And you guys can't help but but get closer when you spend time with each other. You get closer, and and so you have our Linda here with her two daughters. And Celeste flew. Celeste and her husband flew all the way out from North Carolina to to be here. So it's kind of like, again like a family reunion. And then this is their uh, son Sammy, and he is sort of the epitome of res camp. You know, no showers, sucker candy. You know, just everything everywhere. And when the kids are running around, and the sweat of mud just kind of starts coming down. You know. So Sammy is that, that great representation of res camp there. This is my family, my mom and my dad. My dad uh, has a hard time walking and he's there in his electric uh, scooter. You know, he's, he wanted to be there enough that he's in his electric scooter. My brother drove out from Houston and his kids. So it just, it's a, it's a wonderful time. Keith is, uh ha, has, has been at the Concord Road Church of Christ, not, not too far here from you guys. And then I love this picture of Ben Begay. Ben Begay has been preaching on the reservation for nearly 40 years, and him just sitting down in the canyon, uh, just kind of like an old sage, you know, just like he's 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 battle-tested. That guy has been working on the reservation for uh, decades, and uh, appreciate him and, and all the work that he does so much. But like I said, it doesn't always go the way that you want, that... Uh, uh, I, I, I borrowed my dad's truck and my dad's trailer to go to the res camp because we are in charge of the food. So we haul all the food and, and we take all of that up there. Well, just before we're getting ready to leave Phoenix, my dad's truck breaks down. And we've replaced the, um, we replace the alternator, think that that's what it is, and uh, still won't work. So we're like, great, it's 10 o'clock at night. Uh, And and we are leaving five, six o'clock in the morning tomorrow. So we call one of the brothers in the congregation Doyle and we borrow his truck. So thankfully we were able to get up, get the food delivered, get up to camp. Then on the way home we had to start loading up some of the trailers and everything and Doyle's truck doesn't start. And so, like, oh man. So, we're about an hour, hour and a half from town. So, we drive down to town. All the backyard mechanics, they believe it's a starter. So, we get down there, buy a new starter, come up, and and, uh, replace it. And uh, still doesn't work. So, Terry Lawrence, who lives about an hour, he goes down, gets his trailer, comes back, and we're pushing his uh, truck onto this. And now we're scrambling. Now, what do we do? We've got. A trailer, we've got people, we've got all of this. So, Arlinda, the lady with the grandson with the dirty face, right? We said, Arlinda, can we pitch in? We all are just, you, you ride with them, you ride with them. We're all squeezed into the vehicle. Her truck is pulling the trailer back down, and we're like, okay, finally getting that done. About halfway through the trip, the axle on the trailer breaks. So we are out in the middle of nowhere, and I just thank God, you know, the little two-lane roads. There was a little ranch road, just enough space that we could pull off and, uh, and the axle, get, that, get the trailer out of the way. So we called the tow truck. That took about three or four hours, and we're just like, what do we do? I mean, all the camping stuff, all the ice chests, everything is still in the camp trailer. And we're just like we. There's nothing we can do, so we just went on back down the mountain, and uh, you know. So the point of all of that story is never loan Josh anything. You know, <laughs> that uh, that uh, was not a good situation. But God brought us through. It, it's not always the way that you want it to go, but but it still works out. And um, so you know, as we as we think about the uh, this past. A couple months ago, we were able to do a coat and blanket giveaway to the Navajo Reservation. This is our second year doing this. I guess it's our third, but really our second year where it's more organized. And and so we were able to take blankets, homemade quilts, and uh, jackets, new socks, hats, gloves, all of those kinds of things, and uh, take it up to to the Navajo Reservation, up to Kayenta. And I think we had over 250, 300 people, I forget what it was this year, that we were able to serve and to talk with and to meet with. And, again, we had 10 from Salt River go up and, and be a part of this. And so it just is a blessing as we uh, uh, hand out the jackets and the blankets and other congregations, some of the elderly ladies of the congregations were hand-making the quilts, and we wanted to make sure every family got one of those and uh, then we bought some of the newer throw blankets, um, new jackets, old jackets, used jackets, just, just trying to find ways of uh, just, just blessing the congregations there. Um, but uh, it, it's just a great way to help, and, and the church is doing great in Kayanta. It's really helped sort of bridge, bridge the gap again with, um, with what happened with COVID. Because you think we, we got hit, guys, just a year ago. January of 2023 is when they just lifted the mask mandate on the, the Navajo reservation. So that, that just took place within, within the last year. So there's, there's been lots of challenges there, but, uh, uh, but we're grateful. So those are some of the events. And then when it comes down to the, the uh, baptisms, we've, we've had 14 baptisms over the last year. Uh, we are so thankful to God. Uh, Cole is a Navajo guy. We got to know him. He was converted and then moved back up to the Navajo Reservation. Sadly, we've lost, uh, we've lost touch with him. Jared, another Navajo guy that uh, graduated from college as an engineer, just started worshiping with us, studied with him, and uh, he obeyed the gospel. And he's still faithful with us today and, and grateful for him. Uh, Sean is on the on the uh, left hand side, and and he is dating Ben Begay, the the, the old sage. Uh, he's dating her daughter, and he moved from Phoenix, or I'm sorry, from Denver down to Phoenix, and uh, has and, and obeyed the gospel this summer. Uh, Corey is on the right hand side, and he again is dating somebody that's worshiping at our congregation. And uh, he, was, he was baptized this summer as well. Both of them doing, doing a good job with their families, trying to, to be uh, fathers and, and uh, learn, learn those new areas in the faith. Micah moved from Oregon and uh, lived just down the street from us. And just as quickly as he came, he also moved on. So it's just one of those things where talking about moving, we've had um, in the last year and a half, we have had 24 people move from our congregation. That's just just moving. Uh, 24 people that have moved, and when you're a congregation of about 60, 70 people, that's that's a lot of folks. You know, that's a lot of people that uh, have have moved on. And then uh, Elena, I'm so thankful. My daughter Elena was uh, baptized at camp and uh, she's our third to uh, obey the gospel, so we're excited for her and just have one more to go, right? One more with uh, Josiah. Gina is from the Salt River Reservation, and she came to know us through house to house, heart to heart, and uh, sadly, she, uh, in the last uh, about two, three months, she has not been worshiping with us, with, with us, and so we, we're uh, still trying to work with her in her young faith. Mike, same way. We got to know him. He just Visited one day, studied with him, and uh, he, was, he was baptized into Christ. But, so he hasn't been coming, but his, his wife and his two kids have been still worshiping with us. Um, Dacia, college student at ASU, hadn't been worshiping for all of her college days and then just started in the last couple of months. And uh, she uh, obeyed the gospel about uh, three or four months ago, and now she's moving on to, to Houston. So uh, that's her dad right there that flew in from Indianapolis and and baptized her into Christ. Um, I wanted us to get back to Luke. As we were going through these guys, there are these people that are coming out of the world, they're coming out of darkness, and you're saying, man, they all have these challenges, and I don't have time to give some of their background stories and, and just how amazing some of their stories are to see what God is doing and what he has done, but... What I wanted you guys to think about is is here in Luke chapter 8. It says in Luke chapter 8, verse 28, as we think about following Jesus doesn't always go the way that that we think it should. When Jesus came before the the, the legion, the demons, he, he bowed down and he cried out with a loud voice, what business do we have with each other? Jesus, son of the most high God. And the demon Begs. depending on your version, he asks, he begs, he implores. I beg you, Jesus, do not torment me. Basically, Jesus will say, okay. Then in verse 31, they were imploring Jesus. They were begging Jesus, do not command us to go away into the abyss. And basically, Jesus is going to say, okay. And then in verse 32, the demons are going to implore Jesus and beg Jesus to permit them, allow them to enter into the pigs. And Jesus gave them permission. Later, when all of the people see this great miracle, this great amazing goodness that God had brought into this village, all the people come. And when they saw this, all the people of the country came out and they asked Jesus, begged Jesus, implored Jesus, please leave us. And Jesus said, okay, What I find interesting about that is you have the demons ask three times for something and Jesus gives it to them. The people ask Jesus for something and he gives it to them. And then when you get to verse 38 and 39, the man who is actually healed from the demons, all the demons are gone. He's healed. The man whom the demons had gone out was begging Jesus that he might accompany him. Jesus, can I go with you? But Jesus said no. Isn't that interesting? The demons asked three times what they, want, what they wanted, and Jesus said, okay. The people asked what they wanted, and Jesus said, okay. But when it comes to the guy who really wants to follow Jesus, like, Jesus, I want to come with you. And Jesus says, no. Guys, it doesn't always go the way we want it to go. When we say, I want to follow Jesus. Okay, then that might mean he's going to tell you to do something, to go somewhere that you didn't want. To do, it may not be your original plan. Like I may, I want to follow Jesus. I want to go with you. He says no, but this is what I love about it. He says, he says, return to your home, go back to your people, go back to your people, and describe what great things God has done for you, guys. It's not about having all the memorization memorization of the scriptures and to say, oh, I just don't know the Bible. What good things has God done for you? Just go share that with people. Just go share that with people. What good things has God done in your life? Go home to your people. Go home to your work. Go home to your family. Go home to your neighbors. So he did. He went away proclaiming throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. Amen? You see, one of our long-term goals was to try to raise up native preachers and to send them back to their people, send them out. And uh, one of the stories is Ramona Romo. Ramona is, I met her at the jail, and uh, she, she has a great story because she would sit right here, and I remember her saying, Josh, I'm going to read the whole Bible. I'm like, all right. Man, that sounds awesome, you know, because everybody talks. Everybody's like, I've done this. I've read the Bible like 10 times. And you're like, okay. But she said, I'm going to read the Bible. Sure enough, each time she would come back, she's like, I'm through Judges. I'm through Psalms. I'm through, you know. And you could see her Bible. It was actually worn. You could see the pages were worn out. And all of her uh, cellmates would say, yeah, she's over there reading out loud the whole day. She's just going through it. Well, she has gotten out. She she went through a sober living house. She has now done her peer support training. She has gotten a job. She got her driver's license. She's she's working at a Journey to Recovery now. And she said, Josh, all of the goals that I had, they've been accomplished in less than a year. I thought it was gonna take me five years. And you know what? Now she is telling all of her relatives, she's telling all of the people that uh, that she went back to her people. And she's telling them these great things. One of them is her brother, Sam who was baptized at the jail and I go into the jail every Tuesdays and Thursdays. There have been four people this last year um, that that have obeyed the gospel and uh, we are just so excited for them and and just how the impact that people like Ramona can have when they're saying, look at what God has done in my life. You know, she, she said, I've been uh, drug. She's like, I've been on drugs or alcohol for the last 20 years. She's like, the sky is so blue. The food tastes so good because I've been numb, been numb for the last 20 years. The other ones that that you guys are familiar with is Evan and Crystal Torticini, that uh, they were one of our first converts 10 years ago, and uh, now they are up in Kayenta and doing a fantastic job. You know that here you have what, what God has done in their life, and now they're going back to Kayenta, and I got news this last week that they had their highest attendance ever of 73 people uh worshiping there at kayenta and and so we just we just thank god as as i think back about my mom and dad they went to kayenta in 19 1973 1973 i'm sure your missionaries going out to the navajo reservation your goal is to say we would love to train convert train up equip some Navajo preachers, and get them to take over at Kayenta one day. Guys, that was 50 years ago. 50 years ago. And that goal of getting a Navajo man to preach at Kayenta wasn't fulfilled until just this year. 50 years in the making. 50 years to see that seed that was sowed 1973 all the way, my dad, mom, my mom and dad were there 24 years, and then I went back and preached another nine years, and it wasn't fulfilled until just this past year. When we decide to follow Jesus, it's not always going to go the way that you think it's going to go. But if you will stay faithful, If you will continue to trust in the Lord that He is good and that He is accomplishing good and will accomplish good. And sometimes your work, sometimes you feel like I'm not making a difference. But if you give up, it definitely won't make a difference. 24 years my parents were there and three months after they left, three months after they left, 24 years of work, the church died in three months. You might say, man, what good did I do? But you know what? The church continues and people are being saved and and others are being reached even to this day because they remain faithful. I want to encourage you, stay faithful. Stay with it. For those of you that are not Christians, you've seen 14 people. They heard the good news about Jesus Christ. They were willing to put their faith and their trust to say, I've been in this darkness. I've been controlled by these demons and, and all of this darkness and I need Jesus to save me. And they put their faith in Jesus and they were willing to turn away, repent, and be baptized, be immersed into the watery grave, and be brought back up into a newness of life. And you know what? If you said, Jesus, I want to follow you, he might say, just go back to your people and tell them what great things God has done in your life. If you need to respond right now, right now is a great time to do that. Together we stand and sing.